Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Michelle G. Hi, thank you. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm a compulsive overeater. Thank you, Andrea, for asking me before I forget. I wanted to say that. Um, I, to qualify, I've been in the rooms of OA since August 31st, 2009. I, um, I was struck abstinent and I lost, in that first year, I lost 70 pounds. I lost another 20 pounds in the following year. Um, I was abstinent for seven years. I maintained that abstinence. And, um, and then I had a relapse and I'm grateful that it was, it was brief. I never stopped coming. And so I attribute that to um, why it was such a brief relapse. Um, and when I say brief, I mean like it was maybe like two weeks before I started my abstinence over and I've been abstinent since. So I'm currently abstinent for uh, three years and I think it's seven months. I just filled out a thing today and I counted. I'm like, okay, seven months. Um, I, I have some pictures, so I will share those really quick. Um, this is a picture of me um can you guys see it thumbs up um that was about 20 pounds before my heaviest and i saw that picture and i was i was super mortified and um and this is me at my weight when i came into oa um I was somewhere over 200 pounds. I don't know exactly what it was. And some of you guys know me in real life and I'm, you know, I'm 4'11", so over 200 pounds is a lot of weight on my body. And um, this picture is just from like six months into the pandemic. So like in the summer, um, that's, I'm with my boss. She's a very thin woman. I always hate pictures where I'm standing next to her. Um, and that's where I'm at today. Same, uh, same weight. I weigh less, uh, like this is a miracle um, of OA. I weigh less now than when this pandemic started. And I can't even believe that because this is the kind of thing that, you know, I could have, I'd be up, well, how many months are we into it now? Eight or nine months. I'd be um, up probably 90 pounds by now, 100 pounds. Um, so, and that's always kind of, um, 90 pounds is the weight that I, that I took off originally. Um, I've been able to maintain uh, 65 or more pounds of that um, this entire 11 years um, off of my body. And um, it's, it's just a miracle to me because I could never do this on my own. So um, let, me, let me get into what it was like. Um, besides those pictures. Those pictures to me, um, on my first day, I saw somebody share their pictures and it brought me back. It gave me hope, like there's something here. It wasn't the typical um, weight loss 
uh, program picture where somebody's lost 100 pounds and then it says really small results not typical and that's what I was used to and um, anyways I I believe I've been a compulsive overeater since I was a tiny little girl I always um, used food to make me feel better I lived in a very chaotic dysfunctional home which today I know is alcoholism and I grew up in that home and used food. And we didn't have very exciting food. So I used to seek out playmates that had cookies and went to fast food restaurants. And um, there was a little girl in my neighborhood and she, she was the only other girl. Like I grew up with a bunch of boys. I used to want to be a boy. Um, and I, but I would play with this little girl who was four years younger than me because she would get cookies. And I would say, hey, can you go back in and get some more of those cookies? As a teenager, I, um, I started hanging out with people who their kitchens looked like a convenience store, like they had everything stocked in the kitchen. Or um, one of my friends, she had a very nice allowance that her father gave her every week and we would go eat all kinds of fast food. And that was just how I got by, like how I coped with life. And, um, and then um, I didn't have a weight problem as a child. I think that um, my... I grew up with a brother who I believe had this disease. He passed away two years ago. And I believe from this disease. And we, dinner time was always my dad like telling him, you know, you're eating too much, we're eating too fast, why are you eating that? And I got the message that if I, if my dad knew that I ate like that too, he wouldn't love me. And so I learned from a little, like being a little girl, like how to hide the way I ate. And so I did that and I got pregnant when I was really young. I was 19. I, um, I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancy and because I saw pregnancy as like, I can eat whatever I want. And the doctors were saying like, you know, you got to slow down. You're, you're putting on too much weight. And, um, but everything was fine. I had a healthy pregnancy, but I had this weight to lose when, when I was done and I didn't know how to eat in a healthy way. So my, and I was 20 when I had my son. So that, that's kind of what set off restricting for me. I had, I was a major restrictor throughout my twenties, um, because that was how I got back to a healthy weight. And that was how I stayed at a healthy weight was restricting. So, and it, it took a lot of forms. It looked like um, binging on, on the weekends, but barely eating anything during the week. It looked like um, fasting other times, drinking a lot of diet Coke, um, using drugs, using diet pills, um, cigarettes, whatever it took that would keep me from putting food in my mouth. And that worked for me for like the whole time throughout my 20s. Um, it was a battle, but, but it worked until it didn't work anymore. And I, when I turned 30, my, I got a career. My dad helped me buy a house that was a fixer upper. And 
I mean, I would literally cry, like, why did I move here? Because there was so much wrong with this house. And I just, like, restricting didn't work for me, but eating large amounts of foods did. And so that's what I was doing. And, um, and I started, like, I, at that point, I think I weighed about 130 pounds, and, um, which is around what I weigh now. And I started... Um, these commercial diets. I started um, doing like Weight Watchers, um, Jenny Craig, all these different programs. And I would lose weight. I would never get to a goal weight, but I would lose weight. And then I would gain that all back plus another 10. So in this period from the time I was 30 until I was 40, I dieted my way up to 200 pounds. And the last, about the last five years of that, I got into a relationship with somebody who, um, he was a trainer and we had met earlier, like when I was younger and he's like, oh, come to the gym. Here's my card. You know, give me a call, I'll give you a free training session. And so I started training with him and and then um, I started dating him. He, I didn't really want to be in a relationship with him, but it was better than being alone. And he was funny and he had friends and it was a good time. But I, <laughs> I, I wanted him to fix me. And at the same time, like he was, he was trying to fix me. And um, I, I wound up like using him like he he's the one that was buying these diet programs for me like this big giant box of Nutrisystem would show up at the house and he'd be like oh yeah I ordered this for you and I'd be like okay and I would do that for a little bit um he would literally go and sit in the Weight Watcher meetings with me um but he and and he wound up gaining 60 pounds in our relationship so it was, um, he wasn't working as a trainer anymore at that point, but it was just really super um, ugly, like as far as um, my food and then my life was so unmanageable, like everything in my life was unmanageable, my finances, my uh, relationships, and at work, I was having a really hard time um, doing my job. Uh, at the time I was getting a teaching credential, I was having a really hard time um, with the schooling part of that to keep my credential. I was doing things at work I could have been fired for, and I couldn't stop doing those things. It was just like I couldn't stop compulsively overeating. I could not stop doing those things. And I, I was turning 40, and I was like, okay, when I'm 40, I'm going to do everything to get my life in order. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to fix my finances. I'll fix my credit. I'll, you know, like everything at work is going to be great. And that year, everything got so much worse. Um, I joined my work softball team and I broke my ankle playing softball. Um, running I rolled it on the base and I'm sure that's because I weighed 180 pounds and my like it was my solution like I wanted that to fix me like I'm gonna lose weight because my coworkers are depending on me to be a good team member and I just it, everything was bad my mom came to live with me um 
I had, I had a really rocky relationship with her and I just like, I was so resentful and I would eat at her and it, so that year, like the year that was supposed to be magical and I was supposed to fix everything, it was the worst year of my life. And I could not get it together and I was crying all the time and I was eating all the time and I was eating so much that it scared me and, and it wasn't working and that's why I was eating so much. Like I would eat thinking I was gonna feel better and I wouldn't and then I would eat more and like, and having like blackout episodes where I would eat a box of, um, right before I came into OA, like this was one of the things that got me to my bottom. There was a box of graham crackers and I opened it and I started eating it and I kept going back and getting more and eating it. And then later I went to get some and it was gone. And I was like, who took these graham crackers? Where did they go? And I was angry. And then I saw the box in the trash and I was like, who in the F ate the graham crackers? But I was home by myself. I ate the graham crackers. And that's the kind of eating I was doing was that like just totally not conscious or aware. And um, and the last time I'd went to the doctor was in June. I weighed 192 pounds. Um, they were sending me to the high blood pressure clinic. Um, I I was pre-diabetic and I would still literally like drive through McDonald's on my way home from appointments like that. And I stopped weighing myself. So I know in June I weighed 192 and I came into the rooms of OA in August at the end. So um, I, I came to a meeting. I um, didn't know what they were talking about. I, and by the way, it wasn't the first time like I would go and I would sit in the parking lot and I would um, and I would not go in like it took me a while to get up the courage. There were so many newcomers at this meeting tonight too. welcome you guys. Um, I'm so glad you're here. And it's very brave to come into these rooms like on Zoom or in person. So um, congrats for being here. But um, I went into this meeting and they were reading AA literature and I didn't quite understand that, but I knew that like the way they were talking about food and what they did with food, I completely related to that. And um, by this point, one of the things that got me to go to a meeting was my ex-husband was sober in AA and I had seen, he had about three years at that time, but I had seen a remarkable change in his life. And he's the one that suggested like, maybe you need a meeting. So I went and he gave me like some parameters around going. So he was like, try to go to a meeting every day. Don't sit in the back, sit in the front, thank the speaker, help put chairs away. He just told me all these different things. And um, I, I listened because I was so desperate and, and I am not a person who cries and to be crying every day was, oh my God, I, I was like, I just could not live like that. And I, so I, I'd go to the meetings and I would um, do all the things that he told me to do. I was also, I was on a vacation during that period. I had three weeks off during that three weeks. I thought like, 
oh, I'm going to lose 80 pounds in this three weeks. And I couldn't stop eating. And so I, um, that's kind of what brought me to like to my bottom is that I wake up every day with this plan and then I'd be driving through Del Taco by 11 o'clock that morning. And so I went to the meetings. I did what he said. I got a sponsor. I started working the steps and I started having these little changes that, you know, like um, I stopped one day at a Starbucks. I was going to get like a little, I think it was called like a low fat scone or something. And, you know, I was going to get my latte with, with non-fat milk. And instead, like, and it was in a Vons, a Starbucks that I used to stop at. I, I walked out with an orange and a bottle of water. And I don't even know how that happened. But somebody in the meeting, I shared about that. And they said, that's a spiritual awakening. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was just Vons. Like, how, how, did, how did you get there to a spiritual awakening? But I started having these little things. Like, I started, um, you know, like... I also started committing my, my food. Like, I, so I would commit what I was going to eat. And then by doing that, somehow I, I ate what I said I was going to eat. And that was like such a difference from how I was doing life before. So anyways, I, um, I got a sponsor. I started working the steps. These, these little changes started happening and it kept me coming back. And before I knew it, I had a year, then I had two years, then I had five years, and um, and now, you know, I've been here 11 years. I don't think I've ever done, other than being a mom, and I've been at my job for 20 years, but I, ha I can say I have not done my job well the whole 20 years that I've been there, but I, I've been in OA for 11 years, and that is so mind-blowing to me like i have a home meeting that i go to every thursday night and i've been there every thursday night practically for the last 11 years and that's pretty amazing but um so i started working the steps i you know um one was really easy i came in i was powerless i my life was unmanageable and then step two um I was also insane. Like the step work that I did with my sponsor showed me all the insanity that was going on in my life. And I'm, I'm grateful I didn't come in with that problem of God. Like I know I hear a lot of people talk about, oh, and you guys were talking about the G word and I had to leave. And so I'm grateful that I, I, I came in with this idea of God being like 911 God. Like if there's a problem, I'm going to pray for God to fix it or for God to help me. And that was pretty much the only time I prayed. Like um, during the time of the Northridge earthquake, I prayed a lot. Or if I was getting on an airplane and I was fearful, I would pray. But um, so I came in with that kind of a idea of God. And, but I was willing to let that God and then also the collective wisdom of OA, because you guys seem to know something that obviously I didn't. So those were my things that, that I was turning my will and my life over when I did step three. And I did a fourth step um, and I wrote it out. It took me a while and I started giving it away to a sponsor and then I switched sponsors. Actually, Lisanne was my second sponsor and I did a fifth step with her. 
and um and it was just like like i know it says the promises happen in like the ninth step promises but i started having those things happen and by the time i was working with my second sponsor my life was already pretty much in order or my food was pretty much in order but my life was still messy and i was able to work on those things like my finances my work my relationships um all of those things and and work the steps around them which made things all um like in it they were just entirely different like they were the same but different and i worked steps six and seven on my character defects um i'm actually going back through another book with another um person in program besides my sponsor that i have now that i'm working on my character defects with and it's like for me it's been like a peeling of the onion like it's just another layer where i get to look at oh, I still do this thing, or oh, I have this thing, and I get to work on that. And um, I, I did steps eight and nine. Nine took me incredibly long, and I think I had a lot of, um, a lot of damage I did, because besides being a compulsive overeater, I, I lived my life in a very um, alcoholic way with a lot of alcoholics in my life and so i had a lot of amends to make for things that i had done and and i also feel like pride was getting in my way for some of them and so it just took me a really long time to work through that but i did and um and then i do a 10th step i do um the oa kind of aeiou 10th step and i send that to my sponsor at night um, if anyone doesn't know what that is, you can send me a chat message and I'll, I'll let you know. Um, but basically it's, it's, it's simple enough that I can do that every night. And, um, and I also add other things in there, like a gratitude list and the tools. Like if I use the tools every day, which my first sponsor would call a uh, recovery quotient, like, um, those were the things I got from my first sponsor, like the recovery quotient and read write pray meditate so um i do that and then steps 11 um i i pray i meditate i start the morning um i'll talk about my morning routine in a minute but i start my way my day with god with um the way that i've been taught to do that and i just um I think it's part of what keeps me connected and keeps me abstinent in this program. And uh, step 12, I, I do a lot of service. I carry the message um, in that way. And um, I also, I try to practice these principles in all my affairs. The principles of the 12 steps are a very different way than how I learned to grow up. Um, I didn't see the principles of the 12 steps demonstrated for me in my household. And so getting them here has been uh, life changing for me. Um, so what do I do? I, um, I have a sponsor and she has a sponsor. 
I work the steps with her. I call her uh, four times a week in the morning. And that's the way I sponsor. And that's the way I've always been sponsored. Like I do calls um, pretty much Monday through Friday in the morning. And then I see my sponsor on the weekend at meetings. And, um, and then I sponsor, um, I have five women I sponsor right now and they all call me in the morning and, and I do, all I do is I, I work the steps with them the same way that my sponsors have worked the steps with me. And it's, I don't have to invent the, like reinvent the wheel. It's like, it's already laid out for me, like the way people have done it. And so I, um, I wake up in the morning, I, I do prayer meditation. I, um, Recently, I've been writing on the voices of recovery, like whatever the reading is for the day. And then when I call my sponsor, I read that to her and we talk about it. And, um, and the thing about like that, that daily call is, you know, I talk about what's going on or we talk about what was in my 10th step. And then it's always like, how do we apply a program to this? How do we apply the steps to this? And that has really just made life so different for me like so instead of um instead of just like spinning my wheels and trying to figure it out i you know i have a solution like nowhere in the steps does it say you know i have to figure it out and it's one of the things um i my sponsor had me write in the front of my big book when i first started like the big book is directions on how to live our life and um, and now, you know, like being here, I, my head tells me <laughs> that I shouldn't have to do as much. I've been here for more than 10 years. Like I should, you know, I should be able to cut corners. <laughs> and, um, I love that the literature tells us, you know, half measures avail us nothing. And like, so, and I have that written in the front of my big book, like the longer I'm here, the more I need to do, which is sometimes a bummer. And um, uh, this past few years, like I've had to do a lot of things differently. And sorry, my dog, it's like her dinner time. She's barking at me. <laughs> um, but I've had to do things differently. Like I've had to look at my food. I've had to look at um, how much I move my body, how, um, and I don't want to do these things. And like for, for me, like I am not, a person who wants to exercise or wants to go out and go for a walk or anything. And so, you know, I get to ask God for willingness to do that. And it's sometimes it comes easy and sometimes it's not. And, you know, I've, I, I also, I'm a believer and um, I use a God box. So I write these things down, I fold it up, I put it in the God box and, um, and then for some reason, like it just happens easier. Like, and there's somebody I love in program. She always says, I don't know how it works. I don't know why it works, but it works. So I think that's my experience that if I, you know, if I keep coming back and I do the things that you do, then things happen for me. And um, it's, it really hasn't been a lot about, Oh. <laughs> sorry somebody's outside my window 
Um, it hasn't been so much about uh, the weight loss, but the um, like just how different my life is today. Like I, you know, I would say the weight loss that I've had in OA has really been like the least significant thing. Like um, the bigger things are is that um, like financially, like I today I have I have decent credit. I was able to take a loan out on my on my home and um, by myself, like no co-signer. When, um, when I first came into this program, I had, I'd actually been sued and my account was garnished for um, credit cards that I had never, that I had never paid. And um, I like through working the steps, I've been able to fix that. I also, um, my relationships um, are, totally different, especially with my son, who's an adult. He's 31 now, but when I came into the rooms, he was 20. And we had this like, um, just total power struggle kind of relationship all the time. Um, my, I get my reviews at work and my bosses are always telling me like how grateful they are that I work there and how good I am at my job. And actually one of the words my, uh, one of my bosses used this year was like, you have so much serenity around you when you're dealing with things. And I just thought that was funny. Um, and I, um, I, I, I think one of the biggest things is, so my, my brother passed away. It's been almost three years now. He passed away. My mom is, uh, she's 93 now and she came to live with me. And I had this uh, resentment with my mom when I came into these rooms that like, just, I was so mean to her. Um, she, I was neglected as a child. So I, I held all this resentment about that. And I just, I couldn't see a way when I, before I came into this program, like that I could ever respect her or, or even love her. And through working the steps and it was actually um i was i was writing on that story um the physician addict um new pair of glasses acceptance story <laughs> and um it like i started to see my mom in a different way and i started to be able to look at like you know what did she do that was right or that wasn't so bad and it was really weird like that same week that i was doing that writing she, she had cut me a, like a bouquet of roses from her roses in her garden and she gave them to me. And she, she had never done that before and she had never did it again after. But for some reason that week when I was writing on that, she did that. And so that for me, like was a big God shot. And I just, you know, I've, I've learned that she did the best she could with the tools she had. And and I can be a loving daughter today. And so she lives with us. Um, we're trying to keep her safe during this time, which means um, I have to wear a mask in my house. Like this little corner when I'm here on my computer or when I'm in my bedroom is the only time that I'm not wearing a mask or my 26 year old son who lives here isn't wearing a mask. But um, I, you know, I can take care of her today. I can I can love her and, you know, accept her for who she is. And um, 
and and then not eat at her and i've had a lot of like little resentment things pop up like resentment that she lives here and that i can't you know like i have to be more safe more covid safe because she's here but i get to write an inventory on that and i get to you know i get to figure it out and like by doing that work with my sponsor and like how to get back to that place of being a loving daughter so I'm just so grateful. I'm, I'm grateful this program has given me a different way of life than what I had 11 years ago. And it's, it's such like a, like a, like happy, joyous and free <laughs> is such like a way that I didn't quite know what that would look like. And, and today I can say that I, I experienced that and I'm, I'm just so grateful. And, um, that's it. So I guess I'll use the rest of the time for questions. So thank you. Thank you so much. Now is the time for questions, for questions only. If you have a question for Michelle, please raise your blue hand in the participant section. I'll call on hands as I see them. And I see one, Lucy. Lucy has a question. Hi, thank you so much. I'm Lucy. I'm the compulsive overeater. You talked about healing your relationship with your son and how um, you know, well you get along now. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you did that using the steps in your program. Okay, um, so my son, when I, when I first came in, he was, um, he was an adult, but not an adult. And he, um, he was kind of like halfway going to school and half not, and he, like really living here wasn't, wasn't helping him learn how to grow up and be an adult. And so um, I was doing inventory work about our relationship about um, and about how it was going. And then I also, my sponsor was having me use the traditions. And so by doing that, I was able to um, get to a place where I actually, um, I asked him, to move out and this was on sponsor suggestion i asked him to move out um in in a very loving way and and he did and it actually like once i got out of his way his life flourished like he got a good job he got his own place he like and and there was no resentment like from coming from him he was like i love you mom and and it was just very just very different so I don't, I don't know if that answered, but that's what happened. <laughs> the next hand I see is Joanne in Oregon. My name is Joanne and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi. <laughs> nice to see you. And thank you for your service. I was going to ask you a question about your relapse. How did you know you were in a relapse and how did you come out? So I, so my relapse, my abstinence at that time was uh, three meals a day and two optional snacks. And my snacks were kind of like if my meal times were going to be delayed. And um, I, I was going through a lot of stuff at that time. Like um, one of my close girlfriends had just passed away and then her husband committed suicide right after that. And, um, and I actually, I went to Europe and I had their ashes in a little vial that I was going to spread in Spain because that was their favorite country. And, um, 
and I, so I was having all kinds of feelings around that. And, um, and then I was, I was in this like other country and the time zone was off and, and we were just eating. And like, whenever there was a place I was just eating and, and I, I had been to Europe previously, like in that same year and, and was abstinent. And so I like, I don't know, I just, I was using it as an excuse, like, oh, I, you know, I'm carrying my friends in my pocket and, and now I'm in a different time zone. So I get to eat whenever I want. And I was actually, I was in the Sunday morning meeting and they read the definition of abstinence. And I realized like, oh, I'm not abstinent or I wasn't abstinent on that trip. And, and I started over and that was, that was what it looked like. So I was, I was in that other country for about a week. And that was the week that I wasn't abstinent. And then I came back and, and started my abstinence over about another week after that. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, I don't see a hand. We've got time for one more quick one. If you want to raise your hand, we've still got a little bit of time. Steve, Steve S. Quick one. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Hey, Michelle, thanks for your service. Thanks for your story. Just a question. Um, are you at your goal weight and how long did it take for you to get from the most recent high down to, if you, if you answer that already, I apologize, but I think that's a new question. No, it's okay. Um, I am not at where I want to be today. I'm about, um, I'm probably about 15 pounds 15 to 20 pounds more than where I'd want to be right now. Um, and some of this has to do with my age. Some of it has to do with medication and some of it has to do with like, I just need to eat less food. And, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, sorry, men, I'm a menopausal woman and I'm, and I'm 4'11 and it just means I get to eat a little tiny amount of food every day. And, and, you know, I, I get resentful over that, but <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again, Michelle, for 